You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we're scratching a couple of itches. One, for another free show. There's been a lot of these if you've been paying attention to our feed lately. A lot of episodes that involve free shows. And today, we've got another one for you. And the other itch is the follow-up to an interview. We spoke with Blake and Zach, the Bedsaw Brothers, not long ago from Saul. And now we got to see them live, as promised. You know, it's funny, like we love going to concerts, but we seem to just be lucking into these free shows as well. Well, you guys, not me. I, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't look into shit. No. <laughs> right. When I say free show, this isn't a we were on the guest list. This is actually it was free for everyone show. This is just the open to the public yeah. thing because Eve six was one for me. Uh, Local H that we're going to talk about in a minute was one. Casey's dashboard does rock show was one. These are just fantastic. <laughs> free music for everybody bring it on right so dan's due up the next one's gonna have to be him i mean i did go see like some uh music on the fourth of july for free so that's i guess that kind of counts right yeah. sure why yeah. not it was a uh, 38 <laughs> special so you know no slacker they're a decent classic rock band that's a solid one yeah yeah well let's get right to this i think you guys seeing Saul with Red on the Rated R Tour is kind of the main event here, especially after we just spoke with Saul. So I think it's best for me to go first. We'll cover Local H here. They're one of my favorites, so I'm always happy to talk about them. And then we'll get to the one that kind of acts as the follow-up to to that interview. How many times have you seen Local H uh, leading up to this concert? This is my third third time. I don't see that many bands that many times. So seeing Local H for the third time is actually pretty is actually a lot for me. I was just curious because I thought you say that they do play Chicago a lot. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, what they do a lot of times is if they're not actively touring somewhere, they kind of just make the rounds throughout the city and the suburbs. I would say about a show per month somewhere in the vicinity of Chicago. Yeah. I saw them at uh Westfest in 2017 which was over in Wicker Park one neighborhood and 2019 then I saw them at a a block party at Wrigley and then this one was in a city called Lyle, Illinois at a bar and eatery that was having its anniversary. I think it's called Eviva, I'm not positive. It was this their 18th anniversary block party. So for one 18th anniversary, weird number to celebrate, but I'm not going to complain about a free local H show. So whatever. Two, one of the coolest things, the coolest thing for sure visually about this entire show was the fact that this place is located right off of a metro train station. So literally a train went by and stopped and picked people up. And those people coming off of and getting onto the train were hearing this concert and looking right down at the guys playing like yards away from them. <laughs> that's cool for the record you could not hear the train whatsoever over the music wow yeah nice and local h is a two-man band so they have mastered the art of making noise <laughs> and also for the record the itch has a lot of you know first and another one for us is having the metro share our instagram story <laughs> the, not yeah not the metro oh that that is a 
that is a thing that local H would be proud of as well. Yeah, the actual Chicago Metro. That's the 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 CTA ish. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sharing yeah. our post. Well, no, it's funny that you mentioned that because the Metro is a very famous venue in Chicago. So the Metro and the Metro are both both very notable words in this area. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so you are not wrong. But the train. Yeah. <laughs> the train line. <laughs> the train line shared our post, and that's kind of funny to me. It's very. It's one of the more random shares we've had. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I love these guys. In my opinion, Local H epitomizes the feeling of seeing Chicagoans make music. They love the city so much, and the city loves them in return. This place was packed, and it wasn't just people going there and hanging out and having their beer at the at the venue. There was definitely a pretty good chunk of that audience that was there to see this band. And people trying to get on and off the train, too, right? Yeah, just the one. I actually was kind of disappointed that there was only one train that came through. I wanted more. <laughs> what if somebody was about to get on the train and they're like, you know what, though? I'm just going to stick around here and see this. Or what if somebody got off and was like, I have another bus to catch, but Local H is playing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be late getting home tonight. So, yep. <laughs> But yeah, all that to say, they are high on my wish list of guests. We did do an episode about their most recent album, uh, Lifers, back in the day. So you can you can scour the archives for that and find it. They are what I would call hard rock, uh, grunge-ish. I think they very much epitomize that kind of cynical, noisy Nirvana thing quite well. And I think that Scott Lucas of Local H has aged very well as a, as a rock singer. He still is churning out creative, interesting stuff 30-ish years into their career. This band technically started in the early 90s. I kind of just wanted to hit a couple of highlights before we move on with these guys. So, first of all, because it was an outdoor show at a bar, this was the first show that I've rock show I've been to in a while where people were smoking. <laughs> I've gotten so used to these, you know, really fancy, nice, like air conditioned indoor venues where that's like not allowed. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I like it. I don't care for smoking, but there was something weirdly like homey about that feeling of <laughs> of, of smoke and alcohol flowing all around <laughs> at a rock show. Very retro. -y. Yeah. 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 It gave it kind of a weird retro feel. And I didn't realize that until it until I was around it. I was like, oh, yeah, people smoke. That That's a thing that happens at shows. Sometimes. <laughs> so there was that. Um, Local H is also known, uh, again, two-man band. Scott Lucas plays the guitar and sings, and he has sort of a bass pickup worked into his guitar somehow to make a few of those lower sounds. And then it's always just another drummer. They've gone through a few over their decades of existence. The guy who was playing drums for him at this show is not their regular drummer to my knowledge, and I don't know anything further about that. I was very intrigued by that whether they're going through another turnover or if this is just a one-off and their regular drummer was not available or what. But I felt that it was worth noting. The guy did a good job. He was pounding them skins, as it were. I want to make note of a few songs that I recommend checking out by them. And this is something that I think we used to do a little bit on album reviews, and it was fun. And I kind of want to bring it back for this concert review, which is like highlights. So the song Turn the Bow from Lifers definitely ruled live. Highly recommend that one. Fritz's Corner is a local H staple that they play all the time. And the crowd is very much into that one. It's one of those like sing along, like sing back, like callback songs. And so 
there's always that one. Another sing-along callback song. I think I text this to you guys about once a year in our text thread is California songs, yeah. which is local H's owed to how much they hate Los Angeles <laughs> and bands <laughs> singing about Los Angeles and also New York a little bit as well. And so that's also a very Chicago thing to do. Stop telling me about L.A. and New York. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. And then something that I've always thought was commendable about this band is their choice of covers. They're very clearly a band that's rooted in like classic rock and like 80s heart. They're big fans of, for example, stuff like that. But they also seem to stay fairly in touch with more current stuff, or at least they did for some of these selections. They have a great cover of Lord's uh, team. And they did a cover of a song called Wolf Like Me by TV on the radio, which was like an indie rock band in the 2000s 2010s to be honest i don't know if they're still active but that's not that important yeah all that to say their cover of wolf like me they used to close their set and it was it was an excellent cover these guys do a good job with that stuff and i i commend any band that can be around for 30 years even a little like we were talking with chad from 311 Mm -hmm. you know 311's out here building relationships with teenage wrist and turnstile and a lot of bands that are that are up and coming despite being you know veterans of the scene and I would say that at least in their influences and in the stuff that they clearly pay attention to local, is just similar in that regard. Did they have any opener for them or was it just them? There were four bands that were playing at this particular set and local H was, it was interesting. I would call them the main event and the headliner. They're the one that got top billing on the sign, but there actually was another uh, Chicago band that's been around for a while called seventh heaven that was playing after them at like 10 30 or something so i guess they were more like the the encore band yeah the band for the people that are not 40 almost 40 that <laughs> want to go home and get some sleep but yeah the band for the people that were still not done drinking and were definitely taking ubers <laughs> uh the last call band <laughs> the la- that's it exactly yeah, there the you last go. that's band. perfect <laughs> yep <laughs> So I want to drop I want to drop one a couple of highlights here. There's a song called High Five and MF that they play, which is a very very vulgar song. <laughs> to which he's there he noticed that there was children in the audience and so to which he called out for earmuffs. Um <laughs> which I thought was fun. He was really having fun with the kids in the audience, which I thought was kind of funny. So he starts to play the first song on their encore and Scott Scott sees this little girl who can't be more than like seven or something on like her, one of her parents' shoulders. And he's like, Hey, you, you've been watching us for years. Haven't you? (laughs) He's like, I'm pretty sure you were at the basement shows in 95. Mm -hmm. And and the little girl is just, I don't know if she was clever enough to play along or if she was confused or what, but either way, I thought it was a good bit. (laughs) And, uh, I think this song was for her, her name, the girl, one of the girls in the crowd that he, that he saw her name was Zoe. And they do another cover of a song called Joey by Concrete Blonde. And so he changed it to Zoe in honor of, of a kid in attendance. And so that's that's some good family friendly stuff to do. Yeah. I think they also only played an abbreviated version of that song, which is probably good when you're going to change it to be about a child, because the real song is about watching someone descend into alcoholism. And so that's kind of a hard sell to, <laughs> to mesh. Start them young. Right. <laughs> 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 nonetheless they did a great job and i just I, I have so much appreciation for that band they're hard workers they you know they're a band again they've been around for 30 years uh i'm pretty sure that their biggest album went at least gold if i'm not mistaken 
And yet there's still a band that's out there tearing down their own set and hanging out with people and doing that kind of stuff. You know, we're all suckers for audience friendly acts. And so yeah, Localish definitely uh, fits that bill. So had to shout them out. Glad to finally get a chance to talk about them live on the show for a minute because last time I saw them live was pre-podcast era for The Itch. Yeah, audience friendly, but not podcast friendly because they won't join us on the podcast. They haven't yet. <laughs> right when I started reaching out to, to, to yeah. his management about being on the podcast, he started his, his own. own podcast. And so now, oh, great. This dude's already spending hours a week talking into a microphone with people about music. I'm sure he really wants to do it with us now. So. I put them on the back burner, but maybe in 2024. We'll see. Scott, if you hear this, let's do it. <laughs> All right. And you guys, meanwhile, uh, within, a, I think, the next day after that show, back in St. Louis, you got to see our guys, Saul. Yeah, uh, I had the pleasure of going to the St. Louis Zoo all day um, with my child, with my family. And so I, I basically dropped them off from the zoo and then... <laughs> Picked up KC and we went out to eat and left for the concert. Yeah. So it was it was quite a long day, to to say the least. And that's going to kind of come into play later. So that's one reason why I wanted to mention that real quick. Because I had a great time at the zoo. Like, there was, you know, it was a gorgeous <laughs> day out. And if you're in St. Louis, I definitely recommend the St. Louis Zoo. It's amazing. I like that. Y'all are really making the most of that. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we... We got to Pops, and um, they had a couple openers, uh, local openers, and then it was going to be Saul and Red for the the tour that we talked with uh, Saul about, the Rated R tour. You know, and what's funny about this to me is it's, it was a first in the sense that typically when we ask for um, tickets to a particular event like this, we ask through PR so that you know we can cover the, the show like we're doing now. Um, when we interviewed Blake, he was insistent that he that we reach out to him to get the tickets. And so it was a first for us reaching out to a band member uh, to get the tickets because I, I just I don't I don't like doing that. Like, I don't you know, I don't know. I, I just don't want to be one of those mooch ass friends like, <laughs> oh, man, this guy again reaching out for tickets, man. Fuck. <laughs> I'm trying not to be that person. So now Blake was was awesome enough to to get a, me and Casey access so that we could go see them because we have been fans of this band for quite some time. We've interviewed them you know, like two and a half years ago. They were our third interview ever, um, but we had never seen them live. And so this was like a long time coming for us. Yeah. And we also had never seen Red live in addition to that. So it, it was it was all new. The whole the whole concert was all new. Red was one of our very first podcast topics yeah they had an album come out in early 2020 when we first started the show and we we talked about it yep yeah so it was it was really awesome it was kind of like a full circle event for us uh, and then to make things even funnier uh or i guess ironic so after this tour was announced it was coming through st louis and, and pops it was also announced that a local band called divine sorrow was going to be opening for them and the funny thing about the Vine Sorrow is that their guitarist, their lead guitarist, lives right next door to me. Like, literally, I can throw a rock and hit his window. He'd probably be pretty <laughs> pissed, but um, <laughs> we don't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, no, the, the dude lives right next to me. Uh, we've been, you know, neighbors for like two years and, and he's a nice guy. And I it was awesome being able to see them uh, 
for one, get the opportunity to open for Saul and Red, but just being able to see him live because I know he's I knew he's been in this band for a while. I've never seen them before. I've been following them on their Facebook page since I found out about it. But, uh, you know, I just I never lined up with my schedule to to go to their show. So it was awesome seeing them. They they looked like they had a bunch of fun up on stage. They had some really good riffs. And Sonny is quite the guitarist. I was I was really impressed with his guitar skills. And I don't know if if um, if he's listening or anything, but hopefully some down someday down the line, maybe he can give my children uh, guitar lessons. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that you put this out in the podcast episode instead of throwing the rock at his window to, to ask yeah. the question. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> if you're listening. I mean, I could text him that, but like, you know, there you go. <laughs> Sounds like your kids are trying to form a rock band, so I think it's only a matter of time before they start lessons. <laughs> Real funny sidebar. So the other day, I'm working, and a song is playing that Jacoby loves, and he's he picks up his play mic, and he starts singing it, singing, and he's singing his butt off. And Dean's <laughs> in the other room. He finishes the song. Or the song finishes, and, and it's over. He throws his mic down, and he walks into the room. He's like, Dean, did you like that song? I did that just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Wow. Oh, it was great. So yeah, they're, they're prepared. They're ready to be in a band five and seven. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, five and eight. My, my oldest just turned eight. Happy late birthday to Dean, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they opened up for Saul. Saul took the stage and they did not disappoint. Like the two and a half years of anticipation of waiting. It, it was great. They, uh, for one, um, so before they played the stage, so the one thing I do want to mention is we get to Pops and, you know, it was about maybe 80 degrees outside. So I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt, you know, just normal <laughs> concert garb. Right. Yep. And I I don't know if like because we were joking around with the band later, like maybe this was their, their plan all along. But I don't know if it was the venue who had the idea or the bands or somebody, but the fucking AC was cranked <laughs> and it was so freaking cold in that place. Like I'm, I'm a big dude. Like I'm not, you know, small. I, I'm, I'm a rather meaty person um, <laughs> and with a lot of insulation. <laughs> and so I was still cold and like, so I saw that miles, the drummer was over, at Saul's uh, merchandise stand. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get a shirt to get them signed. Anyway, I'm going to go over, get that shirt and I'll just put on a shirt. I'll just have two shirts. Maybe that will help keep me warm. And some I'm over there and I'm talking with miles and I'm telling them how, how cold it is. And, and they're like, yeah, it is pretty cold in here, but we wouldn't know. We got these nice jackets, these Saul jackets that we got for the tour. <laughs> it's like, these things are really cool. And he's talking like how out of the seven members of their crew, Six of them bought these jackets or five of them or something like that. It was pretty like almost every one of their crew has one of these jackets. And I was like, all right, you know, what? I'll get the jacket for myself because I, like once. OK, I'll say once I found out it was a zip up jacket, I was sold. Oh, yeah. I'll, always zip up. Never pull over. <laughs> yeah, it was. So it was zip up. I was sold. I was like, all right, you know, I need I need a new zip up jacket. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you put the sales pitch on. Oh, you're cold. You're yeah, cold? No, we got jackets. <laughs> So I was, I was, was asking Miles later. I was like, Miles, did you did your band like ask the venue to, ch to crank the AC and yeah. try to sell more of those jackets or something? He's like, no, but that's smart. Like, <laughs> that's very smart. Oh, I need to buy all the shirts and yeah. wear all because 
it, it worked. <laughs> like I wasn't the only one wearing that jacket. Like yeah. that was they're probably their number one selling shirt, to be honest, that night because <laughs> the venue was so frigid. I love that. Yeah. And then I also got a shirt on top of that. So, yeah, I, I, I supported the band that night and I got it signed. So I'll have a, a funny story about that later. <laughs> yeah. So Miles left the, the merch stand and he he actually did. So when I, he was there at the merch stand, I was like, hey, you know, you're here. Can you sign my shirt? And so he it's a, a white sh- or I'm sorry, it's a black shirt with like a white skull on it. And he decided to sign the eye and it didn't like show up very well. So he signed over the eye again, like with a different color marker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to trace this like no, like I don't even know what he said, but he was, he, he traced, <laughs> he traced it very well. And uh, so he basically signed my shirt twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, they took the stage. <laughs> Red's stage setup, which we'll talk a little bit about once we get into it, but there wasn't a ton of room on stage just because there was so much stuff that went into the construction of it, I guess. So they kind of had to place some of their um, stands and and boxes in certain places, but they had the awesome uh, uh, saw likes to have the, the metal, the metal work on their mic stands and, and stuff with their logo and stuff and like the gear logo and it looks awesome <laughs> a lot of a lot of times when people have mic stands with stuff on them i i think they kind of look strange and out of place but theirs does not all right <laughs> but they played quite a few songs off the new album obviously uh since it you know just came out and the biggest thing for me having not seen them is do they sound like they do on the album or are they better than on the album? But they they sounded pretty much damn near just like the album. All right. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and they did a lot of great things with crowd interaction. You know, and I think he kind of talked about it too. Like the, you know, the rise is equals, they have everybody hold up the equal sign. Yeah. So they're they're really good at, at uh getting the crowd into the songs and into the music. Yeah. And you were Aaron, you were talking about interacting with kids, uh, Blake, and obviously with Blake and Zach and, you know, the whole band being family men, they, they are quick to, uh, call attention to kids in the crowd. Uh, at one point, I don't know if it was gloves that he had on. I, I was think like a bandana it, bandana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he had a, he had a bandana and he, he took it, he took it off and then he told the kid i guess the kid was on on his dad's shoulders or something and he's like hey, yeah hold up hold up a rock fist here uh make sure <laughs> make sure he gets this and he took the bandana and checked it and waited he he like stopped the show sort of and and waited for the the kid to to get the bandana and and then gave him a you know a rock fist nice i think every kid in the crowd got some kind of clothing article clothing from Saul i think so. when they're I on think stage so. yeah i think the so. little okay. girl at the front i know definitely got another bandana as well yeah or it might have been a wristband like you said something like that yeah i i couldn't where i was i couldn't quite tell what what it was that he was handing out but he handed out about four things if i'm not mistaken a bunch of Saul accessories to some kids yeah. <laughs> Saul accessories <laughs> I like that. One of the things that I think was really done well is that they incorporated the computer sounds into their newer their um, their newer songs because they're you can tell that their new songs are, are a little bit more 
technical driven. Yes. But it was it was integrated very well to where like, you know, I think Miles just hit like a button or something near him. And like the, you know, it, that started. So it, it like in comparison to one of the previous concerts that I saw where they had some computer issues like this one was very smooth. Hmm. And it was not every song that Saul does was was needing that computer backing. But you could definitely tell that there was some, especially the newer songs where they had that. Yeah. And that that was one thing that was interesting watching them is I I know that Zach sings. I wasn't sure if William did, but they they both sang different back backup parts and they did a really nice job with that. Like you could, you could, a lot of times when, when you hear backup stuff, you don't quite know where the sound is coming from. You could tell that it was them doing it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that added to the live effect, like just making it better live than on the record because they, they did sound really good. Um, harmony, all three of them. <laughs> there was, there was one part towards the end of the set where, uh, they had a friend come up on stage and he's like, this this dreamy bearded gentleman name is Dream Beard. Dream Beard, <laughs> dude, his beard was bitching. Um, as as a beard kind of sore myself because I can't grow a proper beard. This dude's beard was probably two feet long and it was gorgeously braided like these huge braids. It it was fucking immaculate. <laughs> There's two great words in in that in that diatribe i like that (laughs) yes he he went up there and they he uh screamed on a on a song and he he nailed it blake also did some of the the same parts but it was a nice it was a nice touch all right you know you wanted to you you mentioned like kind of a couple songs that you highlighted for local h and and one of the a couple of songs that I would highlight for Saul is tooth and nail. Like th- that song really stuck out live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was really good. I don't know if it was maybe just the beat or just uh, like getting the crowd into it. Uh, the equals I think also stuck out live because the crowd participation and then brother as well. Like it was just mm-hmm. very, very well performed. I think brother was also kind of a hearing it raw almost was, was just, Different. I don't know, kind of better like it was yeah. a little bit more emotion and, and just you know you can tell that like he he still feels that um and sings with with that heart um every time he sings it for context um for anybody who's not familiar with Saul, that song is about a brother that blake and zach lost yes so zach's up there doing his thing playing the guitar uh whipping whipping his hair around uh, <laughs> as you do yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had great stage presence, even, you know, for kind of a smaller stage that, that pops is they still were able to move around. And and man, the bassist, William, he is he's all over the place. Like he's a, a tall, lanky guy and he's he's he covers a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah, they did something uh, when 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 Dreambeard came on to do to do his song. Uh, William and Zach actually swapped spots like swapped where they instruments. Were... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They swapped instruments. Yeah, Zach picked up the guitar and William picked up the bass too. Oh, I love when bands do that stuff. Yeah. So they, they stood they stood in the opposite spots as well. So that was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, so I mean I you know, I kind of feel like they, they stole the show, at least for us. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of Red, uh, but 
this was just, I, I think it was just a long time coming. It was the anticipation of waiting and being fans of this band for so long uh, and just kind of not having the opportunity to see them and finally having it come to fruition. Yeah. And one thing that I definitely want to drive home with Saul just as a whole is they are very cohesive as a, as a unit. Like they are, they're very intricate, timed and, and fit together really nicely. Agreed. Yeah. On all their songs. And then red took the stage right at 10. Uh, they, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to make mention. So I, I, I think I, I just wanted to top, touch on this before we, we do skip into red is I am not a fan of pops lights. Their stage lights suck. No, yeah. fair enough. When we were there to see 10 years, it was the same thing. I actually ended up wearing my sunglasses when we we're seeing 10 years because I just felt like I was blinded. And when we were seeing Saul, it was kind of the same thing. Like their stage lights were shining more so on the crowd than they were on the band themselves. And so like I was struggling to see the band because every time, like every three or four seconds, like the lights would be swirling around and then they'd hit you right in the eyes. And then you're like, ah, yeah, I can't well, see. And, mm. and speaking of lights, one thing you mentioned, Aaron, uh, about smoke. Red <laughs> loved Red loves them some smoke. Oh my god. <laughs> they want they, all the smoke. <laughs> before, Is that what you're saying? Even, before they even took the stage, that they had the smoke machine going. And Dan and I are looking around, and we're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it, it just and it, it, it looked bellowed. like the place was on fire. Like, yeah, it bellowed <laughs> through the whole building. Yeah. It was it was nuts. And then it, I I think they even lit some incense and stuff too, like to make it smell better i don't know it, yeah it smelled funky yeah so <laughs> it was it was a lot of smoke coming from red and uh it it did not st- stop their entire show no it was insane like you, you literally like had visibility issues seeing through <laughs> all the fo- fog to see the stage like it was ridiculous they straight fogged you out at the show <laughs> that is it's kind of messed up to be honest but <laughs> a little bit you know, I will say that if I ever need a fog machine, I will ask them what they what use because that was yeah. one hell of a fog machine. <laughs> like that's a great advertisement <laughs> for that machine. Yeah, yeah. And I mentioned I mentioned their stage setup earlier. Uh, their drummer was on a gigantic riser. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, and they had they had like little uh, mannequin heads, I guess, in certain spots up on top. With like the fucking Star Trek laser beam eyes, yeah. <laughs> it, they were in their eye. Their eyes were lights that changed colors. It was crazy. It yeah, was creepy it was, too. It was creepy, and especially with the smoke and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was the thing. Is like there was a lot of crap up on stage for red. Like there was <laughs> there was lights and mannequins. There was just and it was. I mean, it's pops. Like the stage is not that big to yeah. begin yeah. with. But yeah, red red did really well. I, they were they were awesome. I, one of the things I wanted to point out that thoroughly impressed me is that they apparently were having issues with their computer. Yes, nobody knew until they said that because they were just playing it <laughs> off like toying with the crowd. Like, and well, I learned something very important from this concert too. If any band ever wants to be controversial at a show or start <laughs> something, talk about a city's pizza. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because every city is very prideful about their fucking pizza. So, yeah, they they played one song. It finishes. They were trying to go into the next song. And then this is when the computer quit working. And then so they kind of stood around for a second. And you're kind of 
to the point when the crowd starts to ask what's going on, then the the lead singer is like, "All right, so uh, what do you guys what do you guys thoughts on pizza?" And <laughs> and then so someone yells out "Emos," and then they're like, "Emo? I'm not emo." Madam <laughs> Ching. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was going to say, Red is from Nashville. I'm very curious as to what they have to say about other people's pizza. Cause, right. Oh, they trashed our pizza yeah. in St. Louis. Yeah. Well, the guitarist did, I should the say. The guitarist did, yeah. Uh, he said that he did not like our thin crust pizza that we had here in St. Louis. I'm not going to lie. I, I, by and large, do like St. Louis's thin crust pizza, but I also get why one wouldn't. And so right. I do not fault people for not liking it. I mean, pizza's pizza. Everybody's going to have their own preference. Like, you know, sure. I, yeah. I, I don't fault anybody for not liking any type of pizza. It's, it's pizza. Like you like it however the hell you want. It's meat, cheese and, and, <laughs> and sauce. Like that's Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> however the hell you eat those ingredients. It could be in a soup. It, whatever. You, you do you, man. I want to know what city has pizza soup is their thing. I want to find them. <laughs> I, I might have to have words with that city. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. But <laughs> but it was funny because like after they got through the pizza talk, then they started talking like the, the guitarist about is the like, Rams. Yeah, he's like, do you guys still hate the Rams around here? And everybody's like, boo, <laughs> something like that. So, so like he's like, well, what do you root for? What and then like the Battle Hawks? He's like, what the hell are the Battle Hawks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so. Somebody in the crowd was like battle hawks and everybody's like caw caw. It's <laughs> <laughs> been like three times, man. Yeah. Context. Uh for one, the battle hawks rule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the battle hawks are a team in the XFL, which is a football league alternative to the NFL that's going through its third iteration. And the St. Louis has embraced this team with open arms in part because I think we just like sports and in part because we still hate Stan in the yes. NFL for <laughs> taking the Rams from us, who we kind of hated the Rams too, to be honest, because they sucked so much, but and they sucked so much because they wanted to move them. Right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, nonetheless, that makes my day that, that a caca happened at yeah. the red show <laughs> more than once. Yes. Yeah. More than yeah. once. <laughs> Battle Hawks. Caca. It just became a thing. And so then it went from sports talk, to him just slamming his bandmates like he starts yeah. talking about the the guitarist and the bassist how they're twins but i think it was was it the bassist or the lead no i think he was the lead guitarist actually yeah the lead guitarist changes his look constantly and he's like so now he's got the blonde hair and he's like well he just had this very long hair it was beautiful long hair i was totally jealous because he's the lead singer's bald right and um and he's like oh then he cuts it and dyes it blonde and like, and so like, he's just smack talking the shit out of this guy. And he comes out and the guy comes out and like kicks him in the back. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk too much trash, you know? Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. They were having a lot of fun up on stage. Um, They played quite a few new tracks. Yes. And so they haven't, they haven't released a new album yet. So, and I haven't really heard any of the singles that they've released so far but a lot of the newer tracks kind of were interesting like i kind of want to wait and hear it off the album before i pass full judgment on it but it was okay. it was it was a lot of like call and response like they wanted the crowd to sing along with oohs and ahs and laws and a lot of the song was was that so it was 
interesting to try to follow what they were doing with the new stuff. Yeah, they had a good they had a good set. I, I will say that they played for a, a long time because um, it was about eleven o'clock, and that's when the band saw came out from the backstage and we're hanging out at their merch booth. So we went over, introduced ourselves to the, to the guys in person. We're talking to them. Red was still playing, <laughs> still playing, still barreling smoke uh, yeah. for the venue. And so some fans came over to talk to Saul. And so I was like, you know, I was telling Casey, I was like, well, why don't we come back and watch a couple more red songs? They should be finishing up soon. Um, so we went back over and, they they didn't finish up. They just kept playing. <laughs> and by now it's like eleven fifteen. I'm fucking exhausted by this point. Been up going like since seven thirty in the morning because of the zoo trip. And so I had turned to Casey. I was like, dude, I'm ready to go. Like here we go. And he's he, so he agreed. We went and said bye to Saul one more time, and and we left and ended our day. There you go. And when, when we were chatting with Saul, it was, it was awesome because when you first went to the merch booth and saw Miles, you were introducing yourself and he's like, oh yeah, Blake, Blake told me you guys were coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Blake's announcing, announcing that the itch is, the itch is coming to see us guys. Yeah. <laughs> be on your best behavior tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this show better be awesome. We got a, we got a sweet picture with, with all the guys and, uh. Uh, we posted it on on socials that saying that it looked like the uh, Ministry of Darkness from WWF Attitude Era. Yeah, it was it was a very very purple situation going on there. <laughs> I think that's from the lighting though. I don't think that was. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of big scary dudes <laughs> looking like vampires and stuff. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we we had a chance to, to chat with them and they were super appreciative of uh, coming on the show and, and definitely want to want to come on again. And whenever the opportunity arises, yeah, we'll have them on some time to just gush over tool or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Just talk yeah. something about a band. One of my favorite parts is as we were leaving, I saw my neighbor, Sonny. And so I went over um, and it was going to, t- I was like, you know, great, great job tonight. And, and he just kind of looks at me like confused. And I was like, it's Dan, your neighbor. And he's like, oh, hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize you because of the hair. And I was like, yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for, 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 for those that don't know, I've been spiking my hair um, at concerts because I, I had spiked hair like 20 years ago and I, I loved it. And um, I just feel like I, I need to. I need to draw more attention to myself, you know. It's, just, it's constant hair. Casey, where's the itch shirt? Yeah, Dan spikes his hair for the show, so you guys have things. <laughs> yeah, I haven't figured out a thing yet. So, and it's honestly, it's so that you know, Casey's very memorable. You, you see him, you're not going to forget him because he's a very tall guy. <laughs> so I was hoping, like me with the spiked hair next to him, maybe help will remember myself as well. So they that way, if you're at a concert <laughs> and you see us you know that we're going to be talking about it and you can listen and hear about it. DHB strategizing. I felt really tall in that picture. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saul was, uh, was all about my height. Yeah. Which is about five, six, five, five, seven. All right. But very good show. Glad we got to, got to see them finally. And, uh, and can't wait to see them again and chat with them again. Exactly. Good night. <laughs> I didn't know if you were saying good night or if it was a good night. I think he was partly saying good night too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast. 
in our concert recaps. I hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know if you were able to attend any of these concerts or, uh, you know, maybe you're going to be joining one of us, one with us in the future. Who knows? Sometimes we talk about the shows we're going to see. So if you see us, come chat. Let's hang out. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'd be out and about. So thank you again. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. So until next time, this is it. It's the end of everything. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Emo? I'm not emo.